Uh, terribly sorry. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, like I was saying, I hate that I had to record this late. I am so tired right now. No, that's all right. I don't know why I was tired the night before, too. Like, extremely tired. Right. Oh, well, <clears throat> no time like the present. Yeah, <clears throat> right, boy. Yeah. Well, welcome, everyone, to episode four of This Will Be Terrible. I'm Staley. And this is Bryce. <sighs> And uh, I just want to thank, want to start off by thanking everyone for listening to the previous episode. Um, everyone seemed to really like the unprofessionalism of it, um, which I thought was hilarious because from what I've seen from other podcasts, it was always like, okay, you got to be professional all the time, you know, make jokes, but don't be eating into the mics and all that type of stuff. So to see the people enjoy that, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, bro. Fuck it. I mean, we'll start whipping work on this podcast if we want to. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So, um, let's start off with how are you today, sir? Um, I'm all right. A lot better than how I was feeling yesterday. Good. Uh, yeah, I've just been feeling burnt out recently. I blame working two jobs and six days a week. Yeah, that can burn anybody out. But it's been going on for about three months now. I'm hoping to change that hopefully by next month. I hope you can too. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Let's see. For me, yes. Uh, Here, Staley, doing. Oh, I'm I'm doing great. Um. Let's see. Uh, today I started the new job. Weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a good time, you know, doing the whole training thing. It's weird. It's uh, it's weird because I'm around all these other salesmen, but I'm not selling cars yet because I get you got to get a license to sell vehicles in PA. Right. So I gotta take time to get that done. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a good time. It's really relaxed. Um, it's the first job ever where you can literally sit there. Be on your be on your phone and be looking up stuff on computer and no one cares. Because, because you know how many people I guess are coming in a day to buy a car. Right. Well, you'd be surprised. Like I think I think today in total, I want to say about twenty, twenty one cars, something like that were sold. Oh well. Uh, Let me guess it's all Jacob Staley, wasn't it? Yeah, I bought them all. Yeah, there you go. Smart man investing in himself. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, money, whole bunch of money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a good experience. Um, you know, and I decided I was gonna give out where exactly I uh, worked at now. But since I'm not starting to sell for another month, I think I'm just gonna wait on that. As soon as I start selling, I'm gonna let everybody know exactly which dealership I work at, so they can come and buy cars for me. Man, you don't want the fan base, you know, holding you up at work. You know, that shit can be an inconvenience. Yeah, exactly. Shit, I can barely make it in through the fucking driveway at work half the time. Right. Hard yeah, out but, here um, for a pimp. Oh, every day. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, like I said, man, it was a, it was a good, good uh, time. I'll say that much. Like I, uh, really. I enjoyed the environment. Like I said, really 
just laid back. Um, and for years, I always thought car selling was like such a hard business. But after just a day of like learning some stuff, it's really not that hard at all. Um, people that come to the type of uh, the brand that I sell, they usually kind of already know about the product. They're probably returning customers, so you don't have to necessarily pull them into this into the deal, you know. Yeah, they kind of already know what they want. Yeah, or have an idea yeah. of what they want, and that works, you know, great. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it makes your job a hell of a lot more easier oh, than having to ask like millions of questions, getting to know the person, what kind of vehicle yeah. they might want, all that bullshit. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, just spending time with the uh, kids and stuff like that. Um, huh. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty. I'm, I'm like, you know, new job and stuff, but same, same, like, boring life, basically. Hey, nothing wrong with that, you know. Who knows what where this like new job opportunity could take you. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the amount of money you can make doing this type of stuff is insane. Right. And I know um, I know a couple of kids uh, that we recently graduated with are actually in a, that same line of work. You know, they're car salesmen and they do pretty well for themselves from what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So all yeah. the more power to you, man. That sounds like good money. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Sorry about that. I was taking a drink. Um but yeah, so like I said, we'll see where all this goes. Now I have a ton of uh, I had a ton of topics like I was telling you about uh, the other day. Um, let's see. See, I don't know which one to really. Uh, okay, you want to start with something funny or like something stupid or something serious? Let's go with something funny. Funny? Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, so this is great. <laughs> Cyber, you know that game Cyberpunk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know how popular it was? I remember the hype for it before it came out. Right. Well, now this article says Cyberpunk 2077 hits $5 bargain bin on console. <laughs> Sounds about right. And honestly, should we really even be surprised at this point? Mm -mm. The game has been out for, uh, I want to say about two years now, I believe. Yep. And let's see. It's taken off the Sony digital library. So there's that. um, For reasons basically pertaining to unplayability. Uh, I have recently heard that there was a patch for that game and that it is playable now. There are changes that have been made, but at this point in time, do you still have fans that really care about it? Do you have fans that you probably let down more than anything? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, this game... Let's talk about all over social media. People were going insane and they kept pushing it back, pushing it back. And people were like, oh, come on, guys. Be optimistic. When it comes out, right. it's going to be amazing. 
Honestly, and that's what they should have done. They should have just pushed back another, pushed it back another like two years, three years or so. Yep. No, I mean, they, oh, a, the game was only a half finished product. It's like I'm playing Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. It's like <clears throat> just that's all it. video games seem to be doing anymore. Is there? There's all this brand new technology, and there's all this new consoles of new generation of consoles that are coming out every so often. And it's all and it's all powerful technology and it's all and it's all wired to give you the best enhanced uh graphics, gameplay, you name it. But yeah. is is the quality of work still there? Now I don't know if it's just because I've gotten older and like maybe I've got gotten a little bored of video games, but they certainly don't hold my attention like they used to. No, they're nowhere near as fun. I don't care what any of these kids say. Yeah, I can't really remember the last time I got excited about, like, a video game. Like, maybe Elden Ring. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that been very popular over the timeline as well. And even then, it's just, like, nothing else sticks out from the crowd. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, it is a hobby, and you know, I still, still find a diamond in the dirt every now and again. I can honestly say, I wish I could say the same. I probably have. I'm gonna be honest. I probably haven't bought a game in probably three years. That's not bad. I anytime I buy a game, it's usually on sale. I usually. <laughs> I usually try to like save my money in that aspect because you never know what you're going to buy anymore for 60 bucks. Yeah. So why even waste that money when you could try it for free or you can get it for cheap and like, you know, if it wasn't that great, at least it didn't burn a hole in your pocket. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, so here's, here's a good one here. Um, Red Lobster CEO Kelly Valade Valad resigns after only eight months. Hmm. Um, so yeah, it says you know CEO resigned after just eight months at the helm of the Orlando-based seafood chain, a quick departure that one industry analyst called very very bad. Uh, news release announcing the resignation did not give a specific reason for her departure, which she called an incredibly difficult but necessary decision. Is effective April 15th. Um, we've accomplished a lot in a short period of time, including building a great leadership team that alongside the board will carry the business forward to achieve our vision, said in the release. Um, <clears throat> I'm very, <clears throat> I'm very confused by this entire thing. Um, this one, this one quote kind of sums up how I feel. It says, "No CEO, no CEO anywhere wants to be on board, wants to be on board a company only eight months." That says it all. That is an indicator of severe stress and malfunction that you can that you can only stay on a job eight months before some sort of irreparable break occurs. Um, and I, I wish I could say I'm surprised, and I'm really not. I mean, Red Lobster as a whole, first of all, expensive as could be. You're dealing with so many people, um, employees included, and uh, I'm sure that'd take a toll on anybody. 
especially in that environment. <laughs> a red lobster. I mean, like I'm trying to picture in my head, you know, how hard it could be to be a CEO of Red Lobster. I didn't know it was going to be that damn stressful, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you got to think too. The way the way I was thinking of it, it's like maybe wanted to be a CEO, right? And wanted it to be in food. And Red Lobster, the first one to call, so you just took it. And um, you're like, you've seen everything behind the scenes and uh, how everything works. And you're like, you know what? I'm good on this. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a red lobster and GameStop are neck and neck with running through CEOs. Oh, absolutely. Like eight months, eight months. I'm going to apply. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, let me know if I, if I had the opportunity to at least make one check that would make me six figures, I'd take it. Even if I wasn't good at the job, hell yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you don't have to be good. All you're going to do is stay on longer than eight months. You're good. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, is it entry level? Because shit, I'll try it out. <laughs> like, how hard could it be? Like, oh, make sure no one steals the fucking secret ingredient for the Red Lobster biscuits. Right. Which is, like, really the only noteworthy thing of Red Lobster. I mean, like, no hate or nothing. I just... Not a big seafood fan. Me neither. Allergic to it. Can't have it. Oh, weekly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. There, there's another thing here. Uh, Meta is reportedly making Zuck Bucks. Uh, <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. No I'm way. Serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. Can uh, you send me this link right now? <laughs> uh, I could. I, yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> back bucks yes yes it's a uh it's a real thing <laughs> this is dangerously we are we are one consonant away from uh making it even funnier and i think some people might know what i'm talking about them uh good old-fashioned cock bucks yeah <laughs> but yeah i said i sent that over to you <laughs> uh, i'm it now but uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, uh, Meta may have given up on its DM cryptocurrency, but the company is still exploring finance finance products, according to a new Financial Times report. The parent company of Facebook and Instagram reportedly has a few irons in the fire, including virtual currency. Employees have apparently taken to calling Zuckbucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> Zuckbuck, seemingly named for Meta founder, chairman, and CEO Mark Zuckerberg, are unlikely to be a cryptocurrency. Instead, Meta is leaning towards introducing in-app tokens that would be centrally controlled by the company, similar to those used in gaming apps, such as the Roblox currency and popular children's games, uh-huh. Roblox. According to the uh, FT, Roblox has built a huge business selling Roblox. And Meta could try to emulate some of that success on its own platforms. All right, I'm back. I don't know why I cut you out. <laughs> oh, man, this, this entire uh, thing is hilarious. Yeah, oh. dude, it's like I'm reading something from, like, a dystopian wasteland. Next, The next article from Meta is going to be like, okay, well, our previous idea for 
cryptocurrency didn't work out well. Now this business model of Zuckbucks isn't working out well. So we're just going to shut down the meta altogether because it was just a dumb idea from the get-go. Right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, how stupid could you be to like want to live in a virtual, a virtual world, spend your own physical money on virtual land buying virtual property working a virtual it just makes no fucking sense to me I agree like I already don't like life how it is why would I want to go into another simulated life doing the exact same goddamn thing I agree and you know it goes on and on and it says like the FT says the company plans to launch a pilot for doing just that in mid-May according to a a memo and soon after Meta will test allowing membership of Facebook groups based on NFT ownership and another for minting yep. NFTs. Ownership. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> this no, is, get this. Get this. Big, here's, here's South Park script. This, it's all it is. I know. The <laughs> South Park script. In addition, Meta is exploring social tokens or reputation tokens, which could be issued as rewards for meaningful contributions in Facebook groups. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Why don't we just start having a social credit system so we can just wave our phones in front of people's faces and see what their, <laughs> their money situations like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like... I don't know why I didn't start with this story. This is the best one. <laughs> Yeah, right. This this is the golden ticket right here. God damn. I mean, listen, if there's one thing that Zuck will do, he will definitely Zuck everybody. Oh my god. I wonder if like buying an M- NFT gets me like a, a couple bottles of like sweet baby Ray's barbecue. <laughs> Some bullshit. Well, you know it's the best. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so weird. There's like a compilation like video of him somewhere out there of like just complimenting sweet baby Ray's like this. This 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 alien man has like this infatuation with human processed barbecue sauce, specifically right. sweet baby rays. <laughs> yeah, I also seen a picture from like 2009, and uh, it got shared all over Facebook after the uh, Meta thing, and it was him <laughs> in a grocery store taking a picture of the sweet baby rays. Man, there's like I saw it too. It was like this basket of like sweet baby rays on sale. And Damn, my kind of deal. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is all you fucking care about outside of Facebook. <laughs> uh, just, I'm going to talk about a couple of topics. I know, I know that you don't know much about sports and stuff like that, but I found a couple of topics and a couple of the people, since they know I'm heavily into sports, they were ask, asking me to comment on some. So I'll give you guys a little taste. I got two small little things. Um, so this is two coaches join, uh, Brian Flores and still Steve Wilkes and Ray Horton. Um, they, they, uh, joined the uh, lawsuit against NFL teams and alleging racism and hiring practices. Um, it's, that's basically the story right there. These other coaches just joining in on the fight, trying to change things in the NFL, which I think is great. I think it's been a problem for far too long and it needs to get fixed immediately. Um, but yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep everyone updated on this as the, uh, 
as the lawsuit progresses and just see if there's any change or no change at all. Guess we'll guess we'll all find out together. We're uh-huh. all in this together. <laughs> um let's see here. And then uh, also for the uh Texans, uh Brandon Cooks agreed to a two year deal. Um Cook Cooks was owed a twelve point five million base salary in twenty twenty two as part of a deal that was signed with the Los Angeles Rams in twenty eighteen and restructured by Houston last year. Cooks was in his final season of the contract. Um so yeah, I mean kudos to uh Cooks. He definitely got a good old uh payday. Um if someone wants to give me twelve point five million, send it right over, I'll take it. Yeah, bro, I got that uh stashed away for rainy day. Oh, okay. Just you just got twelve million just laying around? Yeah, you know. All right, like... uh, <laughs> while we're live on air, can you uh just announce your address? <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> uh one oh two Wallaby Lane, uh Sydney, Australia. Sydney, Australia, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And yeah, no problem. Good lucks. Oh good. Um oh here's a good one. Um Remedy and Rockstar Games announced Max Payne mm-hmm. one and two remake for PC, PS5, Xbox, and Xbox Series X. Mm, sweet, sweet justice. I fucking love Max Payne. Me too. Me too. And um, I had no idea. You see, you learn something new every day. Right? Yeah. It says uh it says in a surprise announcement, Remedy Remedy work with Rockstar under a new publishing agreement to remake the first two Max Payne games for P- PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and X. Remedy will handle development while Rockstar will finance, finance a project, which will be in line with a typical Remedy AAA game production. Uh, the Max Payne remakes will also be developed on Remedy's North Light game engine, the same engine used to develop Control and the up- count, upcoming Alan Wake 2. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I honestly didn't play Max Payne until the third one came out. Well, I started playing on the second. Did you? Yeah. Now, I've played the second. I have not played the first one, but I I did watch gameplay back in the day of the older ones, the first and second one on YouTube, way, 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 way back in the day. And I thought it was pretty cool shit. Just dodging around, just shooting people, and just, like, slowing down time. I thought that was cool shit. Right, yeah, likewise. And then the third one came out. I'm like, it's not not, not made by Remedy. It was made by Rockstar, so, which was still pretty pretty noteworthy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I saw the gameplay, and I was just blown away. And right, I, and I, I can just imagine now, like, with all the new graphics and uh, you know 4K and all that type of stuff, I can already see this game is going to look just amazing. And if it if it looks and plays anything like Max Payne Three, I will gladly give them my money. I'll 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 take their whole stock. Well, see, that's that's the issue I'm having because <sighs> Rockstar is one of the most trusted gaming companies around, right? I would most trusted and most, be- I would say the most beloved. Yeah. 
beloved uh, video game developer of the, like the last two decades. Right, and like <clears throat> I trust whenever they come out with a game that I'm going to like it, and nine times out of ten I do. Um, so I understand they're financing it, but de- they're going to have no control over what goes out, really. Mm. Yeah, true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's... Since it is technically Remedy's uh, title, I would uh, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, like, I get why Rockstar's not doing it, because they're working on GTA 6. Um, but, I don't know. Like I said, I'm going to buy it, because I love that. I loved that series. Oh, I did too. It was such a great storyline. I love the gritty noir feeling and the just the the uh, I wouldn't say the doll atmosphere, but like the uh I guess the noir type atmosphere that it gives off. I mean right. I, I guess it's cheesy for some people, but you know, I think it I think Max Payne is the perfect fall guy character. And he's I just heard. got these great one liners. He's just got this this gritty characteristic to him and it's just like nobody else that I know as a video game character really gave me that same feeling. So I agree. Really, really great story. So, and also since I guess we're on the topic, I mean, rockstar games, man, I don't, I don't know how to feel about them. How do you feel about them? What do you mean? Just like, are you excited for this upcoming Grand Theft Auto game, or are you kind of eh, kind of skeptical about it? <sighs> I see. I don't know because here's the thing. I'm so iffy on it for a simple fact of this. I remember they came out with a statement saying that, and that this was a couple of years ago. They said in this climate. Um, putting another Grand Theft Auto out wouldn't be smart because uh, of what was going on at the time. That was during the uh, 2016 election. and uh, uh, yeah. But I don't know why it was bad to put it out then instead of now when literally there's like a potential world war happening <laughs> like any moment. Yeah, you know, just now's a better time than ever, I guess. Go hard <laughs> or go home. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I only ask just because, as of late, um, aside from Grand Theft Auto Five, the most recent title of theirs is Red Dead Redemption Two. Now, I think I think most of us that don't live under a rock, even if you don't play video games, have heard of that title. Yep. And I think it goes without saying that it was a pretty goddamn ambitious title that they put out. In a pretty, mm-hmm. in a pretty, and I would say probably one of their greatest storytelling games as far as single player is concerned, which I was happy about. I was really ecstatic about. And then this is where my issue with Rockstar is coming to is the fucking multiplayer for Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know if you've played it. If I played the story a little bit. Like, did you play the multiplayer though? No. Okay. Okay. So you you saved yourself a favor. Yeah. <laughs> and so anyway, 
Let me just say real quick, GTA Five has been put on this like pedestal for multiplayer for like years now, like years. Oh, I know. And like you got flying cars, you got all these events, you got these new missions, you got these new DLCs, and then we get to uh, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, which mind you, just came out like just a couple of years ago, just a couple of years after Grand Theft Auto Five, and the multiplayer is content. Is just non-existent. There's just, I mean, there's stuff to do, but is it uh, worthy of keeping your attention for a couple hours? I, I guess it's really up to the the person who's playing the game. But for me personally, the uh, fun wore out pretty quickly. I agree. I so agree. let's see. Here's the hoping that GTA Six is at least somewhat fun. Uh, I I I hope so. Because we've waited years, dude. Years. Mm-hmm. Let's see. GTA 5 came out back in October, I believe, of 2013. So just, just in the nick of time to be put on the 360 console. Yep. They made next gen. Mm-hmm. And now, here we are again. Next gen upgrades. Yep, and they they were they were damn. Uh, even the PS4, um, like when I got a 4K TV, it looked immaculate on there. You know, um, mm. I just I I I know already know one thing's for sure, and all these games have it now, so this isn't surprising. But obviously, the graphics are gonna look great on every game. It doesn't matter. But the mechanics and everything else, I just wonder how that will be. I do too. I wonder what the uh I wonder what the over I guess the underlying story will be for the next game. Is it is it gonna be something that's actually gonna blow GTA five out of the park? I mean at this point in the game for Rockstar with all these you know, great single player stories that they've been, you know, giving out and given the current state of Red Dead 2's multiplayer, it seems to me that it's a little bit of a, a little bit of slack that we're seeing on in Rockstar, a little bit of a tension, so to say. So yeah. I think it's going to be, I think we should really play our cards right and, you know, just take a step back and see how Rockstar is going to make this game because I, I wouldn't, you know, Hold my breath for the next game. I really wouldn't, but that's just me. I know a lot of people wouldn't say the same. They're diehard fans, right? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with uh, most of what you said. I mean, for me, you know, I go all the way back to like, oh god, dude, like the uh, Jeep, like Vice City, like San Andreas, San Andreas. Yeah, those were like, the days. They were, they were. Simpler yeah. times. They were. Oh God, the poor thing. <laughs> I remember playing that PS2. Like, <laughs> man, man. Sometimes I think about firing it up on my my Xbox, but eh, I already beat it a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but moving on from there. Uh, so this story says. 
plastic bag ban in Pittsburgh moves closer toward becoming a rea- reality. Hmm. A, an amended version of City Council's plastic bag plastic bag ban will move for a final vote at next week's meeting. But even if it passes, it could be at least a year before Pittsburgh sees the effects. Councilwoman Erica Strasberger originally introduced the legislation, <coughs> but she put it on hold before the new year to work out many issues with the law department and make it as detailed as possible, she said. Um, let's see. One change or push back the effective date from one, 180 days after it is passed by council to one year. That gives everyone enough time to be able to sort of continue to recover from the pandemic and for the, for the city to do things like hire the staff to be able to educate and inform and assist, but also to eventually enforce the bill. Um, if passed at next Tuesday's meeting, the legislation also now requires the city to develop a public education and business assistance plan to help residents with the transition. Um, instead of plastic bags, businesses will have the option to offer paper bags. Mm. Um, I mean, this really isn't that surprising. I mean, if you even, let's say, go to GitGo now, they don't have uh, plastic bags anymore. They have paper. I have I have started to notice that recently. I personally don't ever really use bags because um, right. I don't really go shopping all that much. <laughs> But I have noticed. Oh, that don't lie! I know you're I get... more unless I'm going out more. Yeah, you know, what can I say? <laughs> I, uh, I am a high roller. I but know. Besides that, <laughs> I have noticed that I get good when I go there in the morning uh, before work that they do hand out paper bags instead of plastic ones. Yeah, they got rid of them completely. Um, and I know when I was still working at my previous employer, they were going to do the same thing by next year. So. Really, if you're from good old Southwest PA, this is not a surprise. Uh, this, some businesses are already doing it, and I'd say by probably the middle of 2023, maybe the end, every business around will be doing the same thing. Yeah, and I suppose it's not a bad idea. I mean, I don't really have any quarrels with it. I guess the only thing that sucks is if you're like a. Uh... I don't know about you, but, you know, working as a cashier, you know, oh, yeah. bagging up people's groceries, you know, it's not, paper bags are not as quick as bagging shit in a plastic bag, but that's just me. Right. Oh, I should just add this on as, as well. Um, an exception has been added for customers who receive SNAP benefits or on other social service assistance programs. Those customers will not have to pay the fee. Um, so fee for what? Um, bags. Yeah. The, the, um, basically cause it's talking about like, uh, the paper bag, like if people don't want to use, still want to use a plastic bag, basically, if you have, if you're on like, uh, EBT or something like that, you won't have to pay the fee for using a paper bag. I mean, plastic bag. Oh, it must be nice. Good for them. Really yeah. good for them. You know, I only have to get up off my ass and, you know, make sure I'm not, you know, starving or anything every day. But, you know, you get free money. So, yeah, it's good. It's fine. 
I'm not out here wiping my ass with, you know, McDonald's napkins or anything. That's cool. <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay. Th- this one's good. Okay. Walmart dangles $110,000 starting pay to lure truck drivers. Um, mm, I did see that. Yeah. The retailer has also started training workers from other departments to become truck drivers to grow its in-house fleet. Um, so just a little bit about it, uh, is Walmart is raising starting pay for in-house truck drivers to as much as 110,000 a year and expanding a program that trains its existing workers to become drivers. The company in a bid to keep its supply chain running smoothly is setting starting salaries for its truck drivers between 95 and 110 up from an average starting salary of 87,000 said a Walmart spokesperson, the internal training program will offer workers and other Walmart roles a 12-week course to become certified truck drivers and join the company's internal fleet, the company said. Um, I'd read more on it, but um, they want me to subscribe, and I'm not subscribing at all. I I still think that's uh, pretty cool, you know. Uh, You know, it's pretty cool to see people getting into the trade industry more and more instead of going to, instead of settling for like entry level jobs or just settling for the, you know, the, the, the typical four year traditional college experience. Right. You know, I, I don't think there's any shame going into a trade school. I don't think there's any shame, even if you're just working at Walmart and just, you know, doing exactly something like that. I right. think, I mean that's that's free experience right there. You know, you you could not probably beat that type of opportunity, especially if it's like all paid for experience. Right. I mean, that starting salary right there, that is insane, dude. Yeah, you know, most people don't even aren't even gonna see that kind of salary in their lifetime, but you know, like even after like they graduate and after a few years, I mean, that's probably not something most people would say until like their mid thirties, early forties. Yeah. Like I'm starting to think about that. Think about it now. The starting salary being that 110,000, like it, it can only go up from there, you know? So you, let's say, let's say, okay, boom, right now, let's say you're one of those kids out there just about to graduate. Mm-hmm. but have no idea what you want to do with your life and you thought like okay it's either military or college but yeah. then you find out okay Walmart's hiring drivers and the starting salary is uh, that 110 it's like okay now I have another option I can literally not go to college not go to the military I can literally just go get my CDL drive from Walmart and make six figures in my 20s and be able to retire by the time I'm like 45. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, now there are definite cons to being a trucker. Um, oh, yeah. Me only speaking because my dad did it uh, for a little, very short amount amount of time in his youth. And just from watching videos, I mean, you are on the road of all every hour all the time trying to get your load to where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. And then you're hammering down and 
making pit stops at like rest stops or like gas stations and you're just constantly driving and driving and you know that sitting and stuff is you know that takes a toll on you after some time you know i couldn't i couldn't imagine when it's like sitting in the same position for like nine ten eleven i don't fucking know 12 hours at a time right but it is for some good money though so i can't rightly complain well that's what i'm saying like maybe it's not for a person who has like uh responsibilities and you know the um you know a family of their own and stuff like that but if if that's why i was like that's why i use that like a kid getting out of high school as an example because right now you have the responsibilities you got well okay i don't want to say you have no kids because we've seen through time that people coming out of especially our school <laughs> had kids <laughs> yeah you ain't never lie <laughs> but not every not every high school student does so let's say you get out you have no responsibilities you have no idea what you want to do with your life and your parents are like all right what are you going to do because you're not just going to sit around here and do nothing you know so boom you get over the road for Walmart salary hundred and ten. It can only go up. I mean, yeah, could you imagine up. like you're like like what you had just said? You're eighteen, just fresh out of high school, just graduated, and, and you just got that job, and you started to do the driving aspect of it. If you just stayed at your parents' house for like a year, two years, you're twenty years old. You could probably have your own house before you turn twenty one. Oh, you absolutely would. You absolutely would. Because yeah. you got think about it. Walmart's going to pay for your fuel. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay for your uh, training, all the fix ups, so you never have to do anything yourself. Um, yeah. So really, you have nothing to worry about. You don't have to go out and buy a whole bunch of new shit. You can literally, how your first year. <laughs> Oh, 110,000. You can go out and get a nice house. <laughs> yeah, honestly. You could. Yeah. You're not lying. I mean, I, I wish there was something like that when I was younger. Me too. I probably would. I mean, I probably probably would have pussied out or, you know, said I would have thought about it. But, like, either way, I mean, that's a great opportunity for, for people now. Oh, yeah. Like, I know when we were graduating... I had an uncle. He's been driving uh, since he was 18, like over the road. And now he has his own business and he has people that work under him and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, he told me about it for years. I was like, ah, no, I'm good. Looking back on it, man. (laughs) Like, especially seeing that the Walmart store and salary used to be 87,000. That's still a shitload of money, man. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. I mean, that's probably... Oh, uh, man, if I'm being realistic, that's probably more than I'll ever make per year, even in the trade I'm in. Yeah, I mean, with the with the trade I'm going... going well, not the trade. The, um, what I, the program I'm going for, you know, the starting salary is amazing. Like, you're easily a six-figure guy within the first two years and that's great but um knowing that you could literally go for a six-week class at, let's say like bank commercial 
you know, mm-hmm. the six week CDL class. Uh, get out and boom. All right, now I'm making six figures. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be awesome making that kind of money. It's just gonna be, you know, if you get bored of it or something, you know, it's gonna be hard going back to yeah. doing remedial jobs. You know. Um. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure I didn't hear you there for a second. Um, so this one says a student loan repayment program intended to help vulnerable borrow- borrowers has, in quotation marks, has failed to do so on all levels. 116 organizations say, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wonder what the, I wonder what uh, fits the description of vulnerable students like. Is this like at risk students? Uh, maybe financial poverty, or uh, I mean, I'm guessing that's what they mean. I mean, that's my yeah, I'm not 100%, but I'm pretty guess. sure that's what they mean. I mean, it, um, it makes sense. I mean, look at all how much these fucking degrees cost for like you know, bachelor's or Christ, even a fucking master's degree. I mean, you're <laughs> easily looking at fucking that. Close to a hundred thousand, right? Um, it says on Thursday, 116 organizations led by the Student Borrower Protection Center urged Education Secretary, Secretary Miguel Cardona in a letter to reform the income driven repayment IDR plans passed by Congress in 1992. IDI IDR plans were intended to give borrowers affordable debt payments by creating a monthly student loan payment plan based on a borrower's income and family size. It promised loan forgiveness after 20, 25 years on the plan. But to date, only 32 borrowers total have ever qualified for full forgiveness and NPRs. Corey Turner recently revealed in a investigation that flaws with the program are much worse than was publicly known. He found that Major student loan companies were not tracking payments borrowers made to IDR plans, and low-income borrowers were hurt the most by the mismanagement. In light of those findings, the organizations renewed their calls for Cardona to create an IDR waiver that would make up for past mistakes that hurt borrowers enrolled in IDR plans. Um, in short, a program created to help the most vulnerable borrowers has failed to do so on all levels. An IDR waiver is necessary to help recertify past harms done as student loan borrowers and, in particular, low-income borrowers and borrowers of color have been burdened by failures in IDR program administration that created undue financial hardship. Hmm. That's a fucking mouthful. Yeah, it was. God, my mouth is as dry as it can be now. Jesus. I mean, what do you make of it? I'm not surprised. I mean, when I left, what's it called? Penn Commercial. And um, what is it? At the time, I didn't have like a job. And I literally had to beg on the phone to make it so it would only be like $60 a month until I did get a job. Um, But like, that I was begging that lady and finally she was able to get a hold of somebody and was able to uh, 
make it that amount. But at first, it was going to be like 190 some dollars a month. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jeez. But, you know, I was smart, and when I got the uh, Depot job, I paid off, like, as quickly as possible. I remember taking, like, half my check, like, 400 of it each time, and just paying it off as much as possible. Oh, so you already paid it all off. Oh, yeah. I've, I, I've had that paid off, fuck, four years ago. Well, that's good. I'll be lucky to pay mine off with this dog shit income I get from my current fucking job. Have you ever considered selling cars? No. <laughs> I've considered selling crack. Oh, well, we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> At but, least uh, it's fucking consistent. At least I don't have to fucking... Uh, man, I'm not even going to get into it because I'm just going to get pissed off. I got you. I understand. Um... Yeah, like I said, this story isn't surprising. Um, they none of these places have ever been good at the payment thing or um, help giving people like help when they don't have like a ton of money to pay them. Um, these it, the sad truth is these colleges don't give a shit about you. They just care about your money. <laughs> yeah. I'm- starting to kind of see that more and more everywhere you go i thought trade schools would be a little bit different but you know nothing against the administration or whatever it's just there's a little hokey here and there yeah in some aspects mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's a um i i mean it's gonna take more than like an article to change anything like they're going to need so much public support. It's insane. Yeah, right. Like, let's even go far back to, like, like, okay, women's rights. Like, they needed so much support. Like, women around were around forever, right? But look how long it took them to be able to vote. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> I mean... No. It, are we saying that was the right choice? <laughs> yes, Bryce. Yes. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I am not. I'm not trying to get canceled on the fourth. <laughs> the fourth podcast. <laughs> oh man, you know, how like did you say something about women? But like, literally, anybody under the goddamn sun can say something about a man. Yeah, it's no. It's it's fine. Yeah, I Whatever. mean, that's, you know, double standard. You know, it's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, sadly, sadly, I think that uh, double standard isn't going anywhere anytime soon. No. Not unless women change. (laughs) 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 All right, Bryce Bryce is firing shots. That is Bryce Farasic. Went the best best center. With a hard K. (laughs) Went the best center. Um... Well, why don't you just tell him my social security <laughs> number too? <laughs> Jesus. Works at <laughs> and also works at <laughs> drives a <laughs> license plate number. 
That's when I just see flashing lights roll up next to my house, like, oh, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And I just see someone get out of their car. It's a little Mini Cooper. Oh, no. It's going to be be fancy to pull up with a smart car. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. (laughs) With his customized seats, bro. And, and you know he had to get the upgraded suspension. Oh, man. That thing probably bought him. Nah, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm going to just get a stop. <laughs> I always hear that. Like, what if, like, some of the teachers from back in the day, like, decide, you know what? What's uh, Jacob Saley and Bryce Rass been up to lately? And they just listen to this podcast and what's shitting on them. <laughs> they just hear, oh. Oh, you just got your name dissed in a podcast. Now what? That's when they start making this podcast about us, too. <laughs> the best center podcast. <laughs> you just hear Mr. Van Sickle. Just, I don't even know. Fucking yelling in fucking Spanish about us. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, good. All right. I got like a bunch of more topics, but I think this one will end it off perfectly. Okay. Okay. This is Gov Governor Arwondo. Oh, hold on. <clears throat> let me get him. Let me give him the right introduction. Our beloved leader, <laughs> Governor Tom Wolf, our galactic leader of the federal <laughs> galactic force. <laughs> our leader, wonderful Governor Tom Wolf. Our ordained Prometheus himself, <laughs> fucking Tom fucking Wolf. God, gonna... it seems like this man just does not go away. You know, I feel like I've been hearing this name since I was in middle school. I know, because he's really, he's been an offense since we were in middle school. <laughs> like, oh my God, I'm tired of hearing this man's name at this point. I'm just so tired of him existing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, but it says uh, Governor Tom Wolf highlights plan to make college more affordable for Pennsylvania students. And how's that gonna be? Are you just gonna fucking lower the cost of uh, college altogether and just tax us when we get out? I mean, oh no, Bryce! Of course, Tom has a plan. Tom has a good plan here. Um, <laughs> Gov Tom Wolf is again pitching a two hundred million college two hundred million dollar college scholarship plan. It's hoping to pay for part of it this year with federal COVID nineteen relief dollars. No, really, is that and, so? Yes, yes. And would you like to hear more of the story? Yeah, let me guess. We have to subscribe. No. Um, during a visit Thursday to Millersville University in Lancaster County, Wolf said the scholarship would give students a t- give give students attending a state system school or community college a chance to graduate with being without being saddled with debt. As long as they stay in Pennsylvania for the number number of years they receive the scholarship. Okay, so this is basically <laughs> something New York has done like fucking six or seven years ago, which is, yet again, kind of a cool program. The only downside being is like anybody can come and do it. I don't know if Pennsylvania is the same way, but if, say, if you were outside of New York State and you wanted to go and enlist in that program, you could do that. You can get a full-ride scholarship. You can get off scot-free after you graduated four years later. But the kick of it is, is you would have to find work and stay in New York for four years. 
yeah. for you to actually be able to do it. Yeah, just imagine you go and uh, want to be a uh, doctor, right? Right. You go uh, go to school for 10 years, and then guess what? You're fucked. Yeah, dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine coming here for school in Pennsylvania, then being told, no, you can't leave Pennsylvania until, yeah. like, fucking six, seven years later. Oh, you gotta God. stay here. Oh, shit. I'd fucking be pissed. I'd hang myself. I would be, too. I'm like, I can't fucking, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like couldn't go on vacation or something somewhere but to like work there for that amount of time that's like a court that's like that's like an eighth yeah, that's probably like uh what would I say it's probably like a fucking it's got to be at least a sixth of your life right there i don't know oh yeah absolutely um just a little bit more uh when it comes to pers- pursuing a higher education Skyrocketing costs over the last decades have put that dream out of reach for too many families. Well, yeah, really, because actually, well, actually, Wolf, it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> I mean, two hundred million. Like, who's that going to cover? Like ten kids, maybe. Yeah, ten, 10 kids. Uh, I mean, let's be honest here. Like, two hundred million is not going to cover the cost of like every fucking kids whose burning passion is to attend college or like some form of community college, right? Like, it's just not realistic. That's, I mean, it's, I mean, I get it. I mean, times are tough. Shit sucks. Everything's expensive, especially going to school. I mean, now, I mean, it's just like, you do what you want to do, but like, man, I mean, it would be, it's still going to cost you money either way, but I mean, it's a gamble. Right. Um, also, it says the governor has proposed this idea before, previously suggesting it could be funded with money used to pay out winners of horse racing in the state. <laughs> so you mean to tell me some people have just unclaimed horse winning tickets? I guess so. <laughs> well, that's fucked. Give me some of that. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, um, you know, this is cool, like Bryce uh, was saying previously, but um, at the same time, if uh, if you don't live here in Pennsylvania, I don't see why you would come here knowing, like, okay, sure, I can graduate, and sure, I won't be in debt, but at the same time, I'll have to stay in Pennsylvania for the next six Four, like four, six, eight, ten years. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's fine depending on who you are, I guess. Yeah. But like, if you've never been to Pennsylvania and you don't know what it's like, I don't know what to tell you other than like the biggest major city being Pittsburgh is pretty cool. I mean, you, you could probably enjoy living there for a couple years, depending on the area. Depending on the area, of course. And then you got Harrisburg. That's about. Uh, about two and a half, three hours away. And then yeah. you could also go earlier if you want. Hey, you know, just, just to see how lovely, and I say lovely with bated breath because, <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. It's, it's not fucking, it's not Beverly Hills. You're kidding. 
Yeah, I am kidding. But, uh, but come on, Bryce. I mean, you see that sign as you go into Philly. It says love. Man, you know, come to Philly for the crack. Yeah, and the cheesesteak. <laughs> and the cheesesteak. <laughs> and the shitty football teams. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, all right, well, let's uh, let's do some closing here. So, uh, like I said, I want to thank you guys for the support thus far. Um, this is really late for us recording. Things come up, you know, people have things going on in their lives. So we had to switch it up a little bit, but that is just fine. Um, we hope you guys enjoy this podcast. We'll be dropping another one on good old, uh, well, Monday, what we're recording on good old, uh, Easter Sunday. Um, I'll put it out for you guys to enjoy then. Do not, I want to make this very clear. Do not get used to this two podcast a week thing. This is a one time thing until a company wants to pay us to do so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. Money gang. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to thank everyone there for their support. Our Facebook page has been going insane lately. Um, our, Link tree is still doing well. Um, and you know, follow us on Twitter. I try to promote that as much as possible. We we only got a couple followers on there, but if you guys could head over to Twitter, it's right on our link tree profile, click on there, um, and follow us on Twitter. You can request us to do something like I stated previously, where um, you can ask for a, a video message from Bryce and I. You know, happy birthday, go fuck yourself, you're a slut, whatever you like. Um, you can also request a topic for Bryce and I to talk about, or at the highest tier, you can be on the podcast with Bryce and I. Um, you can also tip us on there as well, ranging from 5 to $20. Um, you can also support us on Anchor for as little as a dollar a month. Um and yeah, I think that is all the plugs I have. Um, like I said, like our Facebook page, this will be terrible. Follow us on Twitter at, at terrible Pada. And, um, yeah, just to stay up to date, just stay up to date with everything we're doing. Um, got some cool things coming eventually in the future as more listeners come, more co- podcasts we do. Um, we can we'll be able to do more things for you guys afterwards. Um, but like I said, thank you for listening. This is episode four. Uh, this will be terrible, and we will see you guys on Monday. I'm Staley, and this is Brace, and we'll see you guys later. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs>